Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Focus Podcast. This episode will be part two to my first episode that I posted. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely recommend that you do before listening to this one. Or you may be a little confused. Which, by the way, thank you so much for all of the support on the first episode. It really means a lot to me. As a little refresher for you, in the last episode, we left off at me completely pushing away and rejecting my spiritual gifts. And I was around seven or eight years old at the time. So, without further ado, let's get back into the story. So now, let's fast forward. A lot. I don't mean to completely breeze over, but that's just because years went by without barely any connection. Small things here and there would happen, and I had a few friends who I had briefly mentioned what I called my childhood gifts to, but other than that, there's nothing really to note. Well, that's how it was until I went to high school. Freshman year did not go well for me. And what made it worse was this tower that I built up around myself when I was so young was not built on a firm foundation. It was built on fear, deception, and lies. So now, my crumbling tower was doing nothing for me except further isolating me from what I needed. I have found that God will always find the perfect opportunity to speak to us. And for me, that was through a book. I love reading. I really got into it freshman year, and it's always been an escape for me. So at the end of freshman year, I was brought back to a comfort book that I loved in middle school. I read it once more, and that was when things got interesting. I related and resonated with the main character and the plot a lot, more than I ever did when I read the book years ago. And it really provoked me to think about my own life in a different way. For the first time, I read the rest of the books in the series, and that's when I had my aha moment. The main character in this book had these gifts that she hid for her whole life because she was afraid of them, and as the story goes on, she has to accept her gifts and use them to help others, even though she's really scared. But as she learns and matures, she comes to love them. That really hit home for me, and it made me realize that the gifts I had could 
not be suppressed any longer. I was really unsure and scared, but I felt like it was time to accept who I was, whoever that may be. But what I turned to in order to figure out how to navigate my gifts was not a good idea at all. When I went to look up anything about my gifts on the internet, I would only ever see things about being an empath and a psychic, both of which would always point back to New Age spirituality. I never saw anything about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The enticing lure of New Age practices pulled me into its deceiving trap. I was fed these lies that Christianity viewed my gifts as dark and that my gifts would only be appreciated and cultivated if I fed into New Age practices. That I would communicate with what they called spirit and my higher self to navigate the way and that crystals were the only thing that would heal and protect me. And without me even seeking it out, Tarot card readings were filling my recommended pages on social media, and I had no clue what it was at the time. So I was like, this is interesting, I'll watch it. And each and every time, these videos just caused me to put my faith in anything but God. It was the weirdest battle, because my heart, my intuition, my soul was telling me, no, something isn't right. This is deceiving. This isn't true. I am Christian. I am Catholic. I want to be Christian. But I had no confidence whatsoever. So I was swayed very easily. I was juggling this new age while trying to read my Christian devotional, and it just was not working out. The world is black and white. I used to think there was a lot of gray area, but I was wrong. We are either serving the world or we are serving God, and we sure as heck can't do both. There is a ruler of this world and there is the King Most High. And I had to ask myself, which am I serving? I never felt stable during this time. Everything just felt like an illusion. My fear never went away, and eventually I had enough. Instead of trying to keep one foot on the shore and the other on the boat, I realized I had to make a decision between the two. And I decided I was going to jump in that boat and accept God's outstretched hand. But it was hard. During this time, I was so focused on protecting my ego and identity that I didn't think it was a possibility to be made new and made better than I was. God met me where I was. And he continually reached out his hand, waiting for me to respond. He never leaves us. We walk away from him, but he will never walk away from us. And so the best way I can put it is, 
God and my angels took a wrecking ball to the remaining walls of my tower that trapped me and cleared away the rubble. And it reminds me of Psalm chapter 34, verse 4, which is, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. After that, I had to really depend on God and my angels to protect me. I could no longer solely depend on myself. I can't save myself the way Jesus can. I can't save myself at all. Each time I tried to, I quite obviously failed miserably. And when I left and rejected the new age, that's when its true colors showed and demonic attacks started. This is a warning that this part of the episode is going to get a little dark. I'm not purposely trying to scare anyone with what I'm about to talk about. It's a really important part of the story, but I just wanted to let you know before we move forward to listen at your own discretion. For almost a month, I had a demonic presence in my bedroom. Whenever I or someone else would walk into my room, it was so hard to breathe and I would instantly get a headache. Everything was so heavy and felt dark and suffocating. It was like my room just wanted to suck the life out of me. And every night, I would go to sleep and wake up, guarding my throat with my hands, because this demon would appear to me in the middle of the night, and it would taunt me, and it didn't have to tell me for me to know that it wanted to hurt me. When I was actually sleeping, I would only have nightmares of other demons torturing me and laughing at me, and whenever I would try to speak the name of Jesus, my voice wouldn't work. Nothing could come out of my mouth at all. I wrote down almost every dream I had. Each dream was a different scenario. Like, one time these demons told me they wanted to crucify me like Jesus. Another time they were trying to drown me. Then they wanted to burn me or beat me. One dream in particular, the demons appeared to be human at first. But when I got close enough, they would shed their skin, reveal themselves, and strike. They threatened to go after my friends. The list goes on and on. I started seeing my angels in my dreams too, and they would help defend me against these demonic attacks. I guess you could say they were working overtime. And oddly enough, I have learned some of the names of my other guardian angels in those dreams because of it. The attacks didn't just happen at night, though. They happened during the day, too. I remember waking up one day and just being drained of all energy and feeling really discouraged and doubtful about my faith. And that feeling lasted for days, and each day the feeling would intensify. I would lose my appetite not want to pray, become anxious for no reason. And then the only way I can describe it is like someone taking an anxiety attack 
and violently shoving it down my throat. I would have the worst anxiety attacks, and they would happen at the most random times. And it felt so wrong because I knew this wasn't my anxiety. It felt like it was forced upon me. I remember texting my parents in the middle of school, trying to put this feeling into words, and I was struggling because I just, I didn't understand what was going on. These events would happen over the course of a week, and I experienced this multiple times. And that's when I learned about spiritual warfare, which will be a future episode all by itself, because that is a very deep rabbit hole. Too deep for me to go down in this episode. Alright, I am done talking about those things, so let's move on to something a little lighter. As I got stronger in my faith and relationship with God, and reformed a relationship with my angels, the demonic attacks and dreams stopped. Now I know it isn't me who should be fearful. The demons are the ones who are afraid and they have absolutely no power over me because of the blood of Jesus. They will flee in the name of Jesus. When I turned 17 a couple years later, I started listening to the calling that God put on my heart. I was sort of ready to use my gifts to help others, but I needed a lot of help and a lot of training. Actually, no, that's so inaccurate. I wasn't ready. I was a mess. Quite frankly, I still am a mess. Can be a mess. We're working on it. But anyway, that's not the point. What I mean is it was time for me to start fulfilling the purpose placed on my life and trusting God and his will for my life. I couldn't keep making and following my path and my plans. I had to align my will with God's will. I had to follow his will, not mine. So I started small. Angels will appear to me sometimes with messages for others. So I started randomly texting people every once in a while with messages from their angels. And it was no coincidence and all divine timing that the current topic in my high school theology class was on angels and demons. I remember my angels telling me that I had to talk to my class about my gifts, and I flat out denied it and laughed it off, nervously. I was like, that's not happening. I'm not interested. That's too scary. I, that's just not, that's not going to happen. And they were like, yeah, right. We'll see about that. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but my answer is still no. At least it was for a little bit because I still thought people would think I was crazy. Heck, I thought I was crazy sometimes, so I couldn't blame them for feeling the same way. Sure enough, a month later, I was spilling almost everything I knew to my class. Big shock. And they were really accepting and curious. 
even though they were so accepting and kind, I was still very nervous to talk to anyone about it. Because, in a way, I suppose, this was just as new to me as everyone else because I'd spent so long rejecting this part of me. And it took a long time for me to become more comfortable being open with my gifts and sharing my experiences, especially when speaking with people in person. It's still something I struggle with to this day. I get really nervous and jittery because it's just not something I've gotten used to easily. I have learned fairly recently, probably within this past year or a couple of years, that I cannot let my nervousness be what gets in the way of me talking to others and sharing my experiences with people because I don't want others' nervousness to be what gets in their way of sharing their spiritual experiences, stories, and gifts. So it's this journey of becoming or trying to become comfortable being uncomfortable. But then I started being approached by people telling me their own spiritual stories and experiences, or just telling me that my gifts had helped them in some way. And I slowly started to realize the purpose behind sharing my gifts. But I also started to feel guilty for not sharing my gifts sooner. I believed that what I was doing wasn't enough and that I was failing God by not doing everything right or not helping everyone. And to be honest, I still feel that way sometimes. But what I know now is that all I need to do is what God has called me to do and to leave the results in His hands. We all have something we are called to do, and it'll make us uncomfortable and doubtful, but when we step out and respond to the calling, God equips us and He qualifies us. There's a quote by, I believe it to be Mark Batterson that I love, and it goes, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. There is a reason you are the one being called. You have something the world needs. So all of that has led me here. Now in college, spilling everything, except this time it's on the internet. Now that you know the foundational details of my story, future episodes will be more direct and to the point. Thank you so much for listening, and feel free to connect with me on my podcast Instagram at Soul Focus Podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, make sure to rate it on Spotify and Apple. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.